Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Five Easy Things, the podcast. I'm Yolanda Albergati, your host. I am coming at you live from Golden Ox Studios here in Cleveland, Ohio. So glad to have you on this journey where we discover and explore five actionable tips or hacks to help you live your best life. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button and also leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Special orders, curbside parcel pickup, delivery service, online ordering. We wrote the book on customer service. Well, we didn't write the book on it, but we've been doing that and more since 1946. Check us out. Curtain, Chuck's Fine Wines, the legendary Chagrin Valley destination for 76 years. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Glad to have you back. I have uh, a very fun guest with me tonight, Ann Doyle. Ann, you want to introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do and how they can reach out to you. Well, hello. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad to be on here. Uh, my name is Ann Doyle, but you can call me Annie, like I'm not an orphan. And I actually own my own business called AHD Communications. And I'm a, I'm a communications coach. I'm a public speaking coach. I am a public speaker. Uh, and I talk mainly about you know ta- uh, letting people know how do you find your voice through public speaking as well as I focus on women's empowerment through my personal experience through being uh, a practitioner of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And on the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu side, I am a third degree brown belt with Health and Gracie Cleveland. And I am actually going to be the first in line to be the first female black belt in that school. So I like to be able to give back to my community by speaking about not only my journey, but also how it's not just empowerment, but that you are stronger than you think you are. And I know that about women. I see that in everyone. And it's just my job to remind you it's there. I love it. You you sound like me. There's lots of stuff going on in Annie's world. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I like to I like to say that I'm an organized chaos kind of a person. And you can't just have one thing going on. I gotta have like 20 million things because that's my life and that's what I'm comfortable in. And so here we go. <laughs> so so tell the listeners how they can reach out to you, Annie. Yeah, so there's a few ways you can reach out to me. I don't know if you are social media tech savvy or if you just want to email me. So I actually have a Instagram page called Calm and Chaos, and that's going to be Calm One N and then Chaos. You can reach out to me there. I also have a Facebook page actually called uh, Find Your Voice, where I do host uh, many different uh, little snippets and information about public speaking and communications and really kind of making it something where we love how to communicate. So let's do it together. You can find that on Facebook. You can also uh, email me if you want to at Ann, A-N-N-E-H Doyle at gmail.com. Or, and I can give you a phone number that you can reach out to me with. It's going to be 440-701-6416. And to let you know, I, I'm 
there's always something new you got to do. And I'm always wanting to make people feel awesome about themselves because that's just me, right? So there are going to be some fun things coming down the pike starting 2021 too. So keep an eye out because there's awesome ways to get involved and get in touch with me. So Awesome. All right. So what five things are you going to share with us tonight? Five things. Okay. So let's start with find your voice because I think this is going to be something, especially when we're going into the new year and really looking at 2021 as being the year for you, right? I think that especially people who are either going through transitions in their jobs or are having to find that now they are in a position in their job or in their life that they have to start speaking to people. And what's really interesting is people don't realize public speaking is not a horrible thing. Public speaking is actually amazing. And you public speak all the time, right? You're public speaking all the time. You and I are public speaking right now, right? So public speaking can be a one-on-one thing or it can be something from to one to many. And the biggest thing I want people to realize is you have a voice and you have a story and everyone wants to hear that. People want to know about you. So I actually have about five to seven things. So you let me know if you want any of the bonus ones and I can give you the bonus because I was so excited about this, Yolanda. I couldn't like not put just five, right? <laughs> but because you know me, I like to over deliver with things too. Like I can't just be, yeah. and I was never that person who followed homework very well. I was always like, you tell me to think in a straight line. I thought in a circle, like, but so really finding your voice. Now, when I start saying public speaking, people think right away, don't want to do it. They're terrified. Right. And that's okay because I want to make sure you understand that there's only 1% of the population who actually really likes to public speak, which I happen to be that 1%. So let me help you join that club. Okay. <laughs> it's not hard, <laughs> but The biggest thing is that people talk to me about and that I really help people coach through is anxiety. Anxiety is going to be a huge component to public speaking because in your mind, you get so you, you, you kind of have all these different scenarios that happen in your head, right? Get out of your head, get out of your own way. That's the one thing I have to tell you. Anxiety happens and understand it happens, right? And don't try and fight it. Learn to use it. So, understand what causes that anxiety and do something for you. Like try yoga or meditation and do things to help calm you down. And believe it or not, there's um this, and I can't remember who told me this. So I apologize. I, I always love to cite things because people have so many great um, things to bring in that I never want to claim everything as my own idea. But there is, it's been proven that mint actually helps as well that it can calm you down. Uh, I had a professor in college who was amazing and his wife was a psychology uh, professor and he, she even told him like a mint calms people down, but it also opens your brain up. So he would always bring in, and I mean, there was about 300 of us in class. He would get boatloads of mints and hand them out to us during tests. So that, cause he wanted all of us to pass. So I know those are awesome professors. So, you know, Understand that there are ways to overcome anxiety and understand that it's there and you're not going to ever have it go away, but you could learn how to use it and learn how to calm yourself down because the anxiety is probably the overthinking what's happening. And that's going to get into my second point. So know that clarify before you move on. So number one is accept 
that you will have anxiety and manage that. Mm-hmm. However, however you can do Correct. that. Okay. All righty. And don't feel, and with, especially with anxiety, don't feel that that is going to be a prohibitor for you to speak in public. Mm-hmm. You know, because understand, because I think what a lot of people worry about when they're looking at public speaking and anxiety, that forces them not to go up and speak because they don't want to fail. That's probably one of the biggest forms of anxiety. They don't want to be embarrassed and they don't want to fail. Mm -hmm. And that kind of leads me into number two. Understand that everyone in that audience wants you to succeed. Don't think that because you're going up there, everyone is judging you and everyone is, is wanting you to fail. They don't, believe it or not. I always tell, so I also teach at local colleges, uh, public speaking, especially I'm in the communications department in two local colleges. And when I speak, when I teach public speaking, I tell them 99.99999% of people want you to succeed. That 0.00001%. That's just me grading you when you're in my class. (laughs) So (laughs) like that is the one time in your life that I'm gone after 16 weeks. So Remember, nobody is there to completely judge you. You have information. You are so intelligent in a, in a, in, in a field or a project or, or whatnot. You've been asked to speak for a reason. So understand that there is confidence in you to talk about what you're doing because you have that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Nobody is there to judge you. And even if they are there to judge you, then those are the mean crowd and who cares, right? Because they're in the audience in a group. They are not the ones standing up there. Understand that most everyone to majority of everyone there want you to succeed. And they're there to learn from you. Mm -hmm. They're there to understand something that they probably don't understand themselves. So it's to gain knowledge or, you know, a story or whatnot. So understand. So point number two, understand people are there to like to see you succeed. They don't want to see you fail. And I think failure causes that anxiety. Failure or embarrassment cause the anxiety. So number one, anxiety. Understand it happens. Number two, understand people are there to learn from you. They want to see you succeed. So get out of your own head. Realize that it is <laughs> what you've got is amazing. And think about yourself in that way. And one of the basic ways to give yourself that confidence, which leads into number three, is practice. Practice, 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 practice. And I say that because, and I mean, practice in the shower, you want to, when I say practice, you want to learn what is it that your voice sounds like. Because a lot of times people, and this is so funny to say, people don't know what their voice sounds like being in a in a public space or a public arena or being the only one speaking. I remember the first time I had to speak in a microphone. And I thought it was going to be nothing big, right? I was in my early to mid-20s. I was working at a nonprofit. And my boss hands me this microphone. We are in a chili cook-off. It's a fundraiser. And there's about, I would say, three to 400 people in this place, right? And I did all, I organized all the events. So I technically wasn't necessarily the front person. I was always the person that was handing the microphone to everybody else. 
So my boss came up to me. She's like, hey, can you make this announcement? So I, I take the mic and I, I speak in. And the minute I say like two words, I'm freaking out of my head. I was like, wait a minute. Is that really what I sound like? Oh my God. You know, I was freaking out because I had never heard my voice in a microphone before. And I know that it probably wasn't the best presentation I've ever had in my life, but it was such a learning moment because I realized at that time, speaking one-on-one with a friend is different from speaking into a microphone to many people. So understand that when you practice, you, you, you hear your voice. Practice on a microphone. Practice videotaping or recording yourself because that is going to help you. And that's going to actually build a lot more confidence than you think. You well, need. you know what, what I love about Zoom is Zoom allows you or affords you the opportunity to do that. So if you have to do any presenting, you can go on Zoom and record yourself mm-hmm. and you can hear yourself. Now, I will tell you, I have always cringed at the sound of my voice. But since I've been really? doing the podcast, it's like I got so over that. I don't even care about it anymore. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is that what I sound like? I'm surprised people even talk to me (laughs) to hear my voice. But you do. You get used to it. And you're right. You definitely need to practice to to sort of get used to what you sound like. That's a a really good one. Yeah. And a lot of people will say, you know, and here's, and it's so funny because some people say practice in front of a mirror and other people say don't practice in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. My feeling is whatever works for you, do it. Mm-hmm. Because what works for me might not work for you. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Right? I, nobody's here to, to explain or guide you on how you work, Right? We can give suggestions. We can have, like I say, I coach people to really help them understand and realize their potential. But it's all up to you and what works for you because ultimately you're the one in front of people talking. So what are you able to do to make it so that you are comfortable? So if you've got to look in the mirror, look in the mirror. If you don't want to look in the mirror and just want to practice, I had to, uh, my, when my cousin got married, they asked me to read uh, a passage uh, when at the church, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes, you know, reading, I'm, I'm so much better not having to read something. I'm so much better knowing the points I have to say and I go, right? That's the kind of public speaker I am. And some people are better reading. Well, I knew I had to read this, this and I didn't want to make a mess because it was my cousin and I wanted her to be proud of me and I wanted her wedding to be flawless, you know, that kind of thing. Right. So I actually, I actually, my poor pets, I have a dog and a cat sat them down and I read in front of them and they were my audience. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and it was so funny because, you know, they look at you like they walk away, but I bring them back because I, it, even though it wasn't a human, it wasn't, you know, whatnot, it was in front of something that would move. It was in front of something that actually was not inanimate and it helped me. And so, you know, my poor animals have to kind of deal with it that, you know, <laughs> they're your audience. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll have a milk bone in my hand and the dog will sit there and look at me like, oh, yeah, I'll pay attention now. So, <laughs> you know, it's the easy things in life. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the third one, practice, practice, practice. And you can't practice too much. And that's going to be the other thing. Understand to where you are going to be presenting. That's going to be my fourth one. Okay. 
And that kind of goes, I think that can be like 3.5, actually, if we want to really kind of look at that in the practicing realm. Uh-huh. Know where you're going to be talking. Know where are you going to be on a stage? Are you going to be just in front of a group of people? Is it a one-on-one thing? Is it a one-to-many? If you're on a stage, see if you can go there. Understand the technology that's going to be there. And also understand technology fails. So practice your speech with, if you have a PowerPoint, practice it with the PowerPoint, but make sure you're practicing without. And make sure that speech that you're giving does not depend on that visual aid or the PowerPoint. Great. Because again... Technology can fail. Yes. There, there, I've seen so many presentations. I mean, even some of the kids that I teach, technology fails. Have a zip drive. So get, have a zip drive that has a copy of your PowerPoint. Because even if you send it to somebody, understand that if the internet isn't working, they can't pull up the Google slides. So have a backup. Mm-hmm. Know if there's a teleprompter. Because sometimes people have teleprompters, depending on how big everything is, right? Yeah. Some of the bigger venues will have teleprompters. Well, where are they? If there's a if there's going to be a light, because sometimes too, a lot of times, especially the bigger venues and the bigger speeches, they have timers. So know who the timer is to let you know when you're getting to a certain point. So if you have a certain, like say you have an hour or you have a five-minute speech or something, and you have to end at that five minutes or the half an hour or the hour and there's someone keeping the time know where that person is and know like the signals because sometimes it might be a light flashing in front of you like a different color light and like red means stop or you've got somebody with like a sign that says okay five minutes or whatnot so understand where those people are and understand like kind of how they're doing that with that venue and you will then be able to don't and that way it won't like you know derail you or whatnot. So you you got to understand your your area that you're going to be presenting in and understand that, you know, there might if there might be a microphone, see if you can talk on it. If there's a stage, see if you can at least go on it or see where you are because that way you can prepare. You know, you're preparing yourself because think about it. When we get surprised, sometimes it derails us and you don't want that to happen. Right. And even if it does, don't worry about it. Because we don't have a checklist of what you're saying. You know what you're saying. So if you miss something, you can always bring it up in the question and answer section. You know, yeah, so I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, and that, so, you yeah, know, like, that whole um, not, not feeling like you've gotten everything in that you wanted can also cause that anxiety. So, I mean, I think it's great mm-hmm. if I lighten up, right? No one knows your speech. They don't know. And it's okay to laugh. My God. It's okay to move and laugh. Like just just make sure that when you're moving in your speech, you're not like moving a thousand miles an hour. You can walk around. I always sometimes have a pen in my hand or a marker because I I write on the board sometimes or if I'm excuse me, doing a presentation where I'm demonstrating something. You know, I, I sometimes I'll have things in my hands and that, that sometimes helps too, is having something that you're focusing an energy on. Because again, especially if you're an amateur or you're someone who's just starting out public speaking, it is terrifying when you get up there. And it's terrifying because you don't realize that once all eyes are on you, 
sometimes the words just fly out of your mouth or just or fly out of your head, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's okay. Realize if you make a mistake, we're not going to know. Right. And, you know, and that gets to another point. If you lose your space, if you lose, you know, whatnot, silence is your friend. Don't feel like you have to say, um, ah, uh, oh my gosh, or, you know, say things so off the cuff that it doesn't make sense in the speech because we do that when we're nervous. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay to have a silence. Mm-hmm. There's, I, and I use this example. I, I forget who the person was who was giving the speech, but he was, he's a, a very prolific speaker and he's done this for years and he had his notes on stage with him and he walked away. I mean, he'd done this presentation so many times, walked away, he was on the other side of the stage. And all of a sudden, like he had one of those moments where everything just left him. He went blank. Right. The thing that he did was amazing. He stopped, was silent, walked back to the podium, checked, and then got right back on track. He did it in such a way that he used the silence to be his friend. He didn't make any excuses. He didn't have to explain himself. You don't have to explain yourself. If you lose your space, if you lose your place, regroup, be silent, it's okay. And sometimes that silence helps you because that way it gives people time to think, right? And it gives people time to kind of think about what you're talking about. And that goes into what number? I think we might be... I think you're on number five five. and a half. I'm at five and a half. See, I I, I love this stuff so much. I I can go on for hours and hours. So that leads kind of into, you know, the, you know, 4.5, 5, 5.5. I don't know. I'm, I'm giving you guys as much information. I'm giving you as much like, oh, yes, this is awesome kind of thing. Know that, know your audience and know that you cannot control the audience that comes in. You can't control their people. Because remember, you can't control what happened to them before they walked in. You can't control what happened to them after they walked in. But you can control what they hear when they're with you. You can control the environment. And when I say control the environment, you're the one standing up there and creating the ambiance of what is being said. Because remember, innately, we are all storytellers. Storytelling has been something that, especially from caveman times to now, that's how we shared our culture. That's how people learn. Because think about it, reading and writing has, is a pretty quote-unquote new phenomena. You know, the printing press was at what, in 1490-something that it was invented, I, I believe, right? So people being able to be able to read and write is something totally new. They relied on the spoken word mm-hmm. and create that environment. You know, create such a, an environment when you're speaking that you're allowing people to think and question because you know the best speech that you give are people who raise their hand or they go up to the microphone or they ask you questions, whether it's during or after or even coming up to you after you're all going back to the office, right? And they have questions for you and they want to engage with you because you've created that environment that they are comfortable with you. And it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to smile. It's okay like... You know, I had a, I had something where I accidentally tripped on something 
I was like, whoops, that <laughs> happens. I'm the clumsiest person you'll ever be. Let's keep going, right? It's okay to laugh at yourself. It's okay to engage people. It's okay to have crazy thoughts about whatever, you know, and dep- because it depends on, you know, what you're talking about. Be who you are and know that your audience is going to be coming from different mind frames and different thoughts. And the best speakers, in my mind anyway, are the people that can take an audience that has, is full of different viewpoints and different things and for a, an hour or five minutes, half an hour, they're able to create an environment where people are able to say, okay, I will ask that question or I'm comfortable to ask that question or yeah, I want to learn more or gosh, you know what? I'm not a science person, but the way you describe that, I want to learn more, Right. And know that people learn in different ways. They learn by stats. They learn by pictures. They learn. So you've got the creatives. You've got the analyticals. You've got the, I need to just sit here and listen. I need to take the notes person. You know, know that there are so many different ways of learning. And if you can capture all of that in one speech, and granted, people listening are probably going to be like, oh my God, that's, that's anxiety ridden right there. But it's not, it's not something that's super hard to do if you just understand that what you have is what they're, what you have in knowledge wise and what you have is what they want. I love that. So I, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up here, but I want to touch on what you talked about um, just a few moments ago, because I think it's really important. And that is people are not expecting perfection. They just want you to be who you are. And I love that you said that because I think that when you're doing a presentation, that will help you if, if you can remember that one tip that Annie shared. People are not expecting perfection. They just want you to be who you are. They just want you to be real. And if you can mm-hmm. do that, you know, you create that, that comfortable environment that you talked about, that people feel comfortable asking questions, sharing mm-hmm. their story with you, right? Be perfectly imperfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all human. And, you know, and I think that's what we do. We try and put ourselves on such a pedestal to be so perfect and so flawless Mm -hmm. that it causes more problems. Be human. People want to see you, you as authentic as you are. And I have more respect for that person who gets up and does the scary thing than the person who feels that I have to be everything because you, you can't. You can't be, you're, you're setting something too high, make it so, and the more you do it, the better you're going to look. Mm-hmm. Remember that. Mm-hmm. No, we, we weren't born running. We weren't born running. We had to learn how to crawl before we could walk. And then before, before we could run, we had to learn how to walk, you know? So let that progression happen. You're crawling right now. So crawl to learn to walk and then learn to run. I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Annie. So again, tell the listeners how they can reach out to you. Okay. You can reach me. You can find me on Instagram at calm and chaos, and it's going to be calm one and chaos. And you can find me on Facebook. I have a group. It's called find your voice as well as you can email me at Ann, E-H Doyle, D-O-I-L-E. Remember Ann with an E at gmail.com or you can call or text or whatever you feel you need to do at 440-701-6416. And 
You can. I also do have a LinkedIn as well, but I'm more active on Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just want to say thank you so much to everybody who's been listening to the podcast and showing us mad love and giving us ratings and subscribing and reviewing. I really appreciate your support. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing.